Cause I'm just here for the sex Cause I'm just here to cash a check Cause I'm just here to cash a check Cause I'm just here to cash a check I don't talk about emotion Yeah, I'm strictly business Honey, you only talk about that money Shit, yeah, strictly listed Alright, and we're back with more content For your blooming pleasure I'm your host, King Ali Let's get into it uh, This is the King Ali Show If you aren't aware I make these podcast episodes Almost every week So if you guys are interested in that I've got plenty of episodes That you can go on my channel and watch them and we've got more content for your viewing pleasure today. Uh, let's see what's going on this week. All right, so there's quite a few things going on this week. The, the coronavirus is still wreaking havoc. Uh, that's not anything new. The baby just released his new music video a couple of days ago, I believe. And the hype house. There's more. There's some drama in the hype house. So you know that's not that's not good. Um, a lot of people for for a lot of people, you know. Some people don't care about the Hype House, but for a lot of people, the Hype House is the singular most important thing in the cosmos. So let's start off with that. So apparently, if you weren't aware, Daisy Keish separated from the, from the Hype House for some some reason. And you know what? We'll just watch. I, there was some, some beef between Daisy Keish and uh, Thomas Petro, who are both co-founders of the Hype House. Or... Or, or something. I don't know if Thomas Petro was a co-founder of the Hype House. But anyway, they're both involved somewhat in the Hype House. He's the manager of the Hype House, excuse me. The manager of the Hype House. There was some beef that was going on between them. Uh, well, I, I think instead of me explaining it, we'll just watch the video and I'll react to it. Um, I won't go through all the trouble of editing this video and putting the video on the side because I don't want to get in trouble with copyright. And you guys could probably hear the audio. The only thing you're really missing is the face. Um, you can write, as long as you can hear the audio, you'll probably understand what's going on. Alright, let's get into it. What's up guys? Um, if you don't know me, I'm oh, Daisy. By the way, this is, this is Daisy Keish's video. So we're going to watch her video first, and then we're going to watch Thomas Petro's response video. And we'll sort of get both sides of the story and what happened between these two and, and what's going on. And I'm a co-founder of The Hype House. Um, by the title of this video, you probably already know what I'm about to talk about. And... I don't want to talk about this, but I do feel like I should. I wanted to speak to you directly because I feel like it's important for you to hear how I feel coming from me and not from a middleman, not from saying, oh, Daisy said this, they said that, this is how she feels, and just like assume. I wanted you to hear it directly from me, and I feel like it's a little bit more personal, and now no one can assume how I feel because I'm about to tell you everything from my perspective down to how how I feel, the actual situation that happened, um, what I've learned from it, and I'm just going to completely express myself on here. <laughs> and before I get started, I do want to say that I genuinely love and care about everyone in the Hype House. I wish them the best, and I wish them true happiness. And when it comes down to it, I know that everyone has a good heart, but I feel like it's really easy to get caught up in the LA life, especially when you're so new to it, kind of like everyone. That's very, very true. The LA life is not for everybody everyone in the hype house and you're so young i want to say that i will not be speaking about this on social media again i don't want it to turn i don't want it to turn into a big trail of tweet after tweet after reaction video after reaction video like oops this is everything that happened from my perspective and this is how i feel and that is that as you all know thomas is another co-founder of the hype house he is considered the hype house manager um, she put manager in quotation marks. I don't know if you, you probably, probably can't see that, but she, she, she put the manager in the quotation marks. So it looks like there's some animosity between these two. We're going to find out very shortly. And a little background. 
Tommy and Thomas, we were very good. I'm gonna play the video. I won't, I won't pause as, as much now. All right, let's pause. Friends before we even started this whole thing together. We met at the Team 10 house and he asked me if I wanted to do a photo shoot. So we did like a little collaboration photo shoot and shortly he got let go from Team 10 and he needed money and a job. I said, look, I'll hire you as my full-time photographer and editor. I spent countless hours trying to help this kid change his mindset. It used to be very, very negative and I would talk to him about positivity and law of attraction and what you put out is what you get back. And I was just trying to help him because I wanted him to find true and genuine happiness. And if I could help or contribute to that in any way, I want to do so because he was my friend. And I believed in him. And I thought that he was a genuine person who's just been fucked over. It just kind of shows you, like, how close of friends we were. Like, we hung out almost every single day. We told each other everything. Like, he was my best friend. Shortly after building this friendship, we he started to talk about the idea of a content house. And at this time, he just met Chase. He did like a photo shoot for him. Went to Carlsbad to meet up with Alex and Cobra and their whole crew. And um, Chase had an Airbnb in LA. And we all met up there and we all hung out and we all vibed. And we're like, yeah, like we really should take this whole content house thing seriously. So we started looking at like Zillow and all the um, home rental websites. And we found the house that we're at now, the Hype House. And we contacted the realtor. We met with him. Um, told us that the he told us that the deposit was gonna be forty six thousand dollars and Oof. I remember like it wasn't even a question in my mind like I believed in this idea so much I was like you know I'm gonna put as much down as I can um Chase had some money we've each put down 18k Thomas put down about 5k and Alex and Cover put about 5k as well and I okay so according to her story she put down 18k Chase put down 18k and Thomas put down 5k and then everybody else Allison Cobra put down 5k so that's the $46,000 right there I remember sitting in the car with Thomas and Chase and we literally had all of our money together and it was like this giant wad of cash like it was I feel like that was like the most money I've ever seen in person and Chase actually filmed it speaking of money I know I keep pausing the video I'm sorry I'm speaking about money if you guys haven't listened to my new song cash a check uh, definitely go listen to that. I'm gonna put a link down in the description. You gotta go listen to that song, alright? If, if you're watching my videos and you haven't listened to that song, stop, pause this video and go listen to that song. I'll leave the link down in the description, alright? Promise me. Don't break your promise. You already promised me. TikTok with that of him, like, wiping his tears with the money. Like, that was the exact day that we put down the deposit for this house. We all invested that money for this idea. We knew that we needed a big enough house to be able to have everyone stay in and live and actually collaborate. So we moved in, um, we started the social medias, they blew up. We started getting lots of attention from the press and New York Times came to do an interview. And keep in mind, this is my very first like in-person interaction with the press. There was a full-on production team. Microphones, literal interviewers with their laptops and their typing and I was like, this is really intimidating. Like being 20 years old and not having like like a manager there with me, kind of like Chase had. Like I had no idea to speak up and to say that I was a co-founder. I kind of already assumed that Thomas and Chase would have given the other co-founders, not even just myself, but the other co-founders credit because out of integrity, that's just what you do. And during the New York Times interview, Thomas and Chase just completely took over. And I know that- um... All right, for, you know, to save you guys the trouble, I already watched the video, there's nothing really that we can, I can understand from that video that relates to this. They didn't really talk about any of, you know, 
who was co-founder and who wasn't. I don't think it really had a place in the video anyway. They were just talking about the hype house in general. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna elaborate. I'm not gonna watch that video right now and because and bore you with the details because it's really not relevant to what we're talking about. Um, Chase's manager was like really really pushing him to speak up and to make it known like the co-founder, which I think is very important. It's very very smart of her, and I wish even that I had someone telling me to go get some recognition because I know that I deserved it. I put down $18,000 plus my own platform. I just kind of kept my mouth shut the entire interview, didn't, <laughs> didn't try to take any recognition and just left it to Thomas and Chase. And looking back, I really wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I would have been strong enough and set an example for other female co-founders who aren't afraid. All right, she keeps referencing it, so I might as well go to the New York Times. So you can guys can get a better, even though it really doesn't have anything to do. I think I, maybe if I were to show you uh, the interview, maybe it would help some people form an idea of what exactly transpired. Uh, there you go. Is the one with entertainment tonight? Oh, you know what? I probably watched a different video. What video did I watch? I probably mistook it for the New York Times. Yeah, I watched the one with the Today Show. So that's not the... I can't find the one for the New York Times one. I watched I watched the interview with the, with the Today Show. Oops. My bad. See, I'm, I'm already muddling up the story. I don't know where the interview with the New York Times is. So we're just going to keep on watching the video to take the recognition because they're such powerful um, men. And being said, I was really intimidated and didn't speak up. I should have been a boss-ass bitch at the time and known what I and known what I brought to the table and spoke up. But I'm doing it now, and that's all that matters. So down the line, we had a few other um, press interviews that I was not there for, and I expected again out of integrity that thomas would speak up about the other co-founders because i already mentioned it to what the hell i can't i can't stand buffering well, let me refresh this just one second i should probably cut this out of the video What in the name? All right, let's let's try refreshing this. I don't know what's going on. Mm. Yeah, All right, that did the trick. All right, let's resume. Sorry about that. Integrity that Thomas would speak up about the other co-founders because I already mentioned it to mentioned it to him prior to that that I thought it was a little bit messed up that no one else was giving credit like I was defending the other co-founders as well not even just myself but I confronted him I thought that we solved the issue um, he still didn't speak up and that was like a little bit like of a red flag it felt like a little bit like manipulation it was just like telling me whatever I need to hear to get me to shut up and then I get a call from my um, lawyer slash manager and he told me, Daisy, aren't you a co-founder? What you aren't given any recognition at all. All of these news articles are saying that Thomas and Chase are the ones that started it, that Chase put down all of the money. 
Um, I can literally pull up like receipts of me and Chase paying the same exact amount and Thomas paying 5,000, Alex and Cover paying 5,000 as well. And just for information, we don't see any of the receipts in the video. She doesn't include them in the video. So I don't know the, you know, the extent to which everyone paid because I don't see any of the receipts, but I'll take her word at face value. And uh, if you're not following the story already, she put down 18,000, Chase put down 18,000, then Tom's, Tom's put down 5,000, and then Alice Petro put down 5,000 as well. That's the $46,000. Again, I'm, I'm doing the math for you, so you don't have to. You want to tell me that Chase put down all the money? Like, does that just mean that my $18,000 that Thomas didn't have or Chase have just meant nothing? <laughs> that all of us deserve recognition, not just Thomas and Chase. And <laughs> I'm so just disappointed and just like confused and I feel so lied to that they wouldn't speak up and give credit to everyone that helped. Like, y'all didn't start this on your own. Anyways, moving on, back to the story. I spoke up to Thomas after hearing about the other articles and I was like, we already talked about this. Why didn't you give me credit and all the other co-founders credit? And he said, well, you weren't there. And I was like, again, out of integrity, I would have expected you to speak up. And we just had a conversation before this and you're like, yeah, you're right. You guys do deserve credit. Like I didn't do this on my own. Like we, it was all a team effort, but to social media, he's making it look like it was just him. So at this point, this is when Thomas started to do really sketchy shit. He wouldn't give access to any of the emails. There was no transparency at all. We had no idea what brand deals were coming. If they were actually just a product for exposure collaboration and we had no idea if they were paid or not. He claims the Hype House has made no money, yet he's bragging about an $8,000 Cartier bracelet he just bought, a $10,000 cat. He's talking about buying a new Tesla. The Hype House hasn't made any money then how do you have all this stuff? Like, it's just a little bit fishy. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying it has anything because I don't know. I have no access to those emails and he won't give it up. But I'm just putting the pieces together. He also wouldn't give access to the Instagram account. And on the Instagram account, they only follow who is a part of, who is a part of the Hype House. And Tom's is the only one with full control over that. A trend that I'm starting to notice is he loves to have power. He loves to be able to tell people what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. It's starting to feel like a fucking dictatorship in this house. In a house that he barely even paid for. From my knowledge, when it comes to multiple people owning a business, like, together, you're supposed to talk about decisions that are being made. You're supposed to talk about where money is going to go. You're supposed to have full transparency, but there was none. He had all the socials attached to his email, so he had full control over everything. Full control of what it what everything looked like to the media. Also... Alright, if you guys are ever gonna... Oh, well, then I'll watch the video. I've interjected enough. Another red flag that I noticed is he also came up to me and asked me to manipulate one of the bigger creators that was thinking about joining and he said can't you just go act like you're her best friend that way she wants to be a part of this like she needs to feel welcome and like like she has friends here and I'm like in my head I'm like wow I didn't even know Thomas had the heart to do that 
Seems like Thomas is a pretty shitty person from what I've ascertained so far from this video. But again, we haven't heard Thomas' side, so I don't want to make any lopsided judgments. Like, like I knew, he, I knew he was fully capable of manipulation because he's very intelligent. He's a very, very smart kid. But I didn't know he, his morals were so loose to actually go and do that to someone. And he was asking me to do this to this girl. I'm not going to mention who because that's not my place. And I thought, you know, maybe he's doing this to me. If he's going to tell me to go do this to someone else, he must be doing it to me. Yet this entire time, I would defend him to my friends and be like, no, like, you know, he's just really stressed. He has so much on his plate. Like, he's one of my best friends. I know he'd never purposely leave me out or screw me over. And my friends were like, Daisy, you're being fucked over right now. And I just completely believe Thomas because we're such close friends. I've done so much for him and vice versa that I, he was the last person I'd expect to act shady and shit. I started to feel like no one had any say over anything. I remember this one time, um, one of the other co-founders, I'm not going to mention who again because that is not my place. They can speak up if they want. One of the other co-founders found out about another press opportunity and was denied them. And the co and the other co-founder said, Thomas, I think this is a really great opportunity. I really, really want to do this. And then he said, no, the press keeps making me look bad. It makes me look like I'm forcing people to make videos. And the other co-founder said, Thomas, I really want to do this. I think it's a great opportunity for my brand, for the Hype House brand, for everything. And Thomas says, well, it's not your decision because I'm making all the decisions around here. And the kid slammed his laptop and went upstairs. And that is... And Keep in mind, he was also a co-founder. Why does Thomas have the say to tell us what to do, how to do it, and when to do it? We can't ever have any group decisions. Like, everything is him. Like, he somehow has authority over everything. And he has that because he is the only one with access to all the social media accounts, to the emails. Really, from the outside looking in, everything about the Hype House on our social media is because Thomas is posting it. None of us have say over anything. It also started making decisions that I was legally liable for because I'm on the lease of this place. So I became very uncomfortable and this is when I really started to like speak my mind and to stand up for myself. Once I was really um, putting in my input, Thomas slowly started to cut me out of things, telling me when certain events were just completely cutting me out of it. So, like a mature person, I directly went to him and spoke up again. And I said, Thomas, like, why are you leaving me out of this? Like, I am also a co-founder. I should be making these decisions with you as well as all the other co-founders. I said, I feel like you're purposely trying to cut me out. And he said, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Like, that's not my intent at all. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you're, you're right. You deserve just as much credit as I do. Like, he was saying that to my face. And then I found out to my lawyer slash manager he was also trying to like put it he was also trying to give his input um to provide like some a little bit of internal structure for the hype house and thomas said to him he's like you know what i'm just more of a businessman and like girls like daisy she's just like another hot instagram model with a shelf life no, but, but, but you can't say that nowadays i don't want that you can't say that nowadays it's politically incorrect and it's wrong it's very very wrong <laughs> We're talking I mean, about a kid. That's like a pretty shitty thing to, to say about somebody. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but at this point in the video, it it looks like Thomas is a pretty shitty person. And he kind of fucked, fucked Daisy over.
That's what it looks like to me. But again, I don't want to make a one-sided judgment because we haven't watched Thomas's video yet. Anyway, let's continue. That was my best fucking friend. I gave him a fucking job when he was fired and had no money. And like a mature person who cares about a friendship, I directly went to Thomas again and I said, did you say this? And he's like, no, you know me. Like, we're such close friends. Like, you know, I'd never do this to you. Blah, blah, blah. Just completely manipulated me. So I was like, I, I gotta play it cool at this point. Like, like, I gotta, like, really start to, like, strategize and, like, figure out what's going on. I gotta start allocating my percentage in this company. Some sketchy shit is happening. I feel like I'm about to be cut out. Um, and I... So I filed for the trademark, one none of us already have, and it was going to get taken and we wouldn't be able to sell merch or anything. So I filed for it. I let Thomas know. He tried to tell me that I filed for it incorrectly. Just try to find any way to degrade me, to make me feel like I'm not a smart businesswoman and that he knows what he's doing. And I'm like, what do you mean? In general, like you think... If he was such a businessman, he would know to file these goddamn trade drugs right away. And I was, oh, so, I've had so many countless conversations with him about creating internal structure, and this will flop if we don't have a strong foundation on the business side of things. And he kept agreeing, saying, I know, I know, I know. Like, for some reason, he was putting it off, like, putting off creating a board and having board meetings with all the co-founders, um... He was just cutting me out of everything. I don't know, maybe behind my back they had that, and for some reason they didn't want me to be a part of it. But where's the transparency, bro? So, at this point, I started messaging him about my percentage. He kept ignoring me. I had my lawyer reach out to him multiple times. He ignored my lawyer. So, I was just really confused. I was like, wait a minute, this entire time, Thomas has been saying, I agree with you. You deserve a big stake in this company. You've brought a lot to it. And now all of a sudden he's ignoring me when the time comes for us to allocate percentages. So I go back home to the Hype House and I walk in and there's this huge music video production. Me being on the lease, you would think he would have to get my permission or at least bring it up to me. But he didn't. He claims he put it in the group text. But Yo, I want to film a music video at the Hype House. What the hell? That's not fair. If you guys want to see me film a music video at the Hype House, leave a comment down below. I'd like to film a music video at the Hype House. That'd be pretty dope, I think. You still need to go to all the people on the lease and let them know what is going on and if it's okay with them. I go in my room and it it is swarmed with people and clothing racks and I'm like, what the hell is happening? I had no idea. So I found Thomas and I was like, yo, like, what is happening here? You didn't even tell me about this. Like, I don't get it. Why do you think that you can do this? He's like, what do you mean? I put it in the group text. I'm like, okay, one, you never said the date of when it's going to happen. Two, you need to go to all the leaseholders and let them know. You also need to talk to the landlord about hosting a music video shoot. So I confronted him about that. I also confronted him about my percentages. He was trying to tell me that the 18K that I put down for this business was just so a bunch of friends could live together. It has nothing to do with the hype house. I just met these kids, keep in mind. I met them a week before we all moved in. We all put down a significant amount of money so we could have a big enough house for the Hype House. We knew that we needed enough rooms, enough space for everyone to collaborate. Why would I put down $18,000 for people I just met? It, it just doesn't make any sense. I know that deep in his heart, he knows the reason 
that we all put money down for that house was for Content House. And it wasn't just so a bunch of friends could live together. We went into this knowing we were going to be in business together. So after that confrontation at the Hype House, he unfollowed me off of all social medias to make it look like I'm not a part of it anymore. He hosted a little uh, team. That's one of the one of the worst things that you can do to somebody. When you unfollow somebody off of all social media, that's the ultimate. That's the, that's the equivalent of unfriending somebody on Facebook back in the day. That's the worst thing you can do to somebody. That's It's over. If you unfollow everybody on social media, it's over. It's not, you can't say anything after that. It's over. If you unfollow me on social media, it's over. No, I'm just kidding. I said love you guys. All right, let's keep watching the video. Meeting and ask them all to unfollow me and to block me without even like, he didn't even like talk to us to be like, hey, yo, like you should be kicked off the team. Like he just did this. Like, I don't know where, and I'm a co-founder and I put my physical money that I worked my ass off for into this house. And he gets to decide that he can just kick me out. Well, this kid is just on a power trip. Suspected, degraded, and used. And actually, most of all, fucking disappointed. Just because it literally took my best friend to sit me down and to be like, Daisy, you're getting hosed right now. You need to speak up for yourself. It literally took my best friend to sit me down and tell me that. Because I kept making excuses for Thomas. I kept believing the best in him because I never thought in a million years he would do something like this to me. Now I feel like from day one, he knew that I had money and knew that we needed a big house and just used me for my money. I'm like, fuck, bro. Another fucking fake friend in LA. Dope. All because I decided to speak up and stand up for myself, I was completely cut off. I am one of the only people in the house who actually stuck up for themselves and I get cut out. This is why people in his house are afraid to speak up and to stand up for what they believe in because they're just going to be cut out of it after all the hard work they've already put into it because we don't have any access to the socials and he controls what the media sees and what they think of us. And look, in the grand scheme of things, um, after like thinking about it for a while, obviously I get pretty like passionate and heated when I think about being fucked over by one of my best friends. In the end, when it comes down to it, I've already, I forgive him. I know I get very heated and passionate about this in this whole entire video, you guys, but I truly do. When it comes down to it, deep down in my heart, I forgive. I forgive. I do also want to share what I've learned from this experience because I kind of want to, you know, end on a positive note, just kind of like leave this chapter behind and move on to the next and learn and take what I can from it. And I wanted to really express myself and open up to you guys because it is really, really hard for me to open up to people, especially when you have thousands, millions of people watching you. It's really scary to truly be yourself and to open up about things that are actually affecting your mental health right now like that's really scary for me but the first thing i've learned is to listen to red flags listen to your intuition it is always right and if you don't listen to it shit will hit the fan it reinstated inside of me how important it is to stick up for myself and to stand up for my beliefs and hopefully that sets an example for other people i learned that when it comes down to business 
dial down your percentage in the company before you contribute your assets. I just want to fully express myself and let you know like how I'm feeling currently about this situation. I'm honestly like really scared that this is going to put me in my shell even more with new faces because I've been burned by so many friends and I've always had the purest intentions. And just as I was starting to open myself up and express myself more and to realize that not everyone is out to get me, this happened. And now I'm afraid it's going to set me back. But I feel like since I'm aware, I can stop myself from going even further back into my shell and find a happy medium in between trusting people completely and just cutting all human connection off. Do you know what I'm saying? But that's like personally just like what I'm going through mentally right now and like what I'm trying to battle with this situation. I just want to like be open and transparent and like maybe some of you guys have had a similar situation or you can relate in any way. You're not alone. Just be aware of yourself and you should be good. Also, God has a funny way of filtering people in and out of your life just to teach you and just to show you who you really are. So I really think that everyone who has come in and out of my life, they've taught me something and they've helped me become more of who I am. So if anything, thank you, Thomas. Thank you for showing me and teaching me to stand up for myself and teaching me to have the balls to be an example for younger women in the business world. Thank you, I really, really appreciate that because that's what I've taken from this the most. I've learned so much about business and to not let people walk all over you. So, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, that's it, that's my story. Um, I just wanted to express myself and be completely honest and transparent. Um, Thank you so much for watching this entire video, if you did. I know it's super long. I just really, really felt the need to speak to you guys directly and not through, like, a middleman. Um, so, I love you. I love my supporters. Thank you for everyone who has been defending me. I really, really appreciate you. And, yeah, I love you guys so much. And I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye! Alright, so that's the end of that. Uh... So, so what, from what I've ascertained so far, and I think what you guys have understood as well, it seems like Thomas is a pretty shitty person. You know, he cut her out of the, totally cut her out of all of the events. Uh, according to her, he cut her out, he cut her out of all the events. And what, she, what she's saying is true. I don't know what she's saying. I don't know whose word I can take over whose, because, you know, I don't, I don't like to be biased towards any one side of an argument because I don't know the whole story yet. Um, but from what it seems like, uh, she seems like a very nice and genuine person. Daisy Keish is also very hardworking. She's built her own fitness brand, and she's also an Instagram model. And so some of the things that Thomas said about her are very wrong and very untru untrue. She's actually a very, very smart businesswoman, a hell of a lot smarter than arguably Thomas or me, because she's doing a hell of a lot better for herself than either of us. Especially, especially me. I'm just a loser. But that's 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 besides the point. Uh, she, she, she seems she seems to be doing pretty well for herself. I believe that she's opened up her own hype house. It's called the Clubhouse, actually. Excuse me. It's called formerly it's known as the Clubhouse. Um. She's so she she's opening her own influencer collective. Uh. I hope that you know everything goes well for her and uh, she continues to be happy and a positive role model and an influence and that she you know she is able to achieve all the goals that she wants to achieve and she has a. Um, and that she does well 
in the future. I really, I really do do hope that because it seems like you know she got wrapped up in some shit that you know she didn't really deserve to be wrapped up. But she seems like a very nice and genuine person. Um, let's let's watch let's watch Thomas's video now because now now we got to get the other side of the story because I still don't I still we need to get a, a fuller side of the story. Alright, so let's 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 look at that. This is emotionally taxing. I don't know, I think it's very it takes up a lot of headspace to be able to comprehend and understand all of these labels and receipts and dates and things that happened and occurrences. I do it for you guys. Really I do. Hi everybody. If you guys do not know who I am, my name is Thomas Petru. Yes, we know who you are, Thomas. And a couple days ago, my old friend Daisy Keach uploaded a video titled The Truth About the Hype House. I'm just here to give the full story of what actually happened and to give you guys the real truth about how the Hype House came to be and fill in a lot of details that were left out in Daisy's video, as well as clear up a lot of things that were false allegations about me. All that I ask of you guys who are watching this video now is that you watch the whole thing. Now to give you guys a little bit of backstory on me, this idea dates back to three years ago when I worked with Team 10. I always knew that I wanted to create a content house. Uh, but my idea for it, I called it the Bang House. And that was because a lot of people at the time were being sponsored by Bang. And as that led into something that I actually wanted to pursue, I met Alex Warren. And I met his friends down in Carlsbad. I went to go hang out with them. And I connected with Alex really well. And I told him about the idea. And he said, if you're ever actually going to do it, I would love to be a part of it. And that was kind of the start of how the Hype House came to be. The next person that I had met was Daisy. I worked with Team 10 back in June. I met her. If you guys don't know, Thomas got booted from Team 10 by Jake Paul. If you don't know, if you're too young to remember what the days of Team 10, Team 10 was basically an influencer collective started by Jake Paul. You know, it fell apart and got ruined and, uh, you know, like most influencer collectives do. And their history now. But, um, let's keep watching. Let's keep watching the video. You, you probably you didn't really miss out anything with the Team 10 thing. There used to be a lot more... Beef is something that's very, very common on the in the YouTube space. Jake Paul and Logan Paul had beef a couple of years back. If you guys don't remember that, you probably do remember that. It took the, you know, it, it's everyday bro and the, you know, all that other stuff. I think other influencers got involved in it as well. It was a whole show in and of itself, and that's going to need a whole other video to talk about. I'm probably not going to talk about it anyway because it's ancient history. But uh, let's keep watching the rest of this video. I'm getting off on a tangent. And I took photos of her for the very first time on June 25th, 2019. We became friends and I started shooting for her a lot. And just to clear up a few things for people, how it came across in Daisy's video was that she gave me a job when I didn't have one. And shortly he got let go from Team 10 and he needed money and a job. I said, look, I'll hire you as my full-time photographer and editor. I shot for Daisy from July until September for free. I took photos of her after work. So for two and a half months, I took photos of her for free. Okay, so according to him, he took two for two and a half months. He took photos of her for free. That's a little okay. I mean, technically, she still gave him a job because he didn't. He after he got booted from Team Ten, he didn't have. He didn't really have a job. And then starting September 15th to September 31st was the first time I was paid for editing her YouTube videos, editing her bang videos, and taking all of her photos for Instagram. I took a solid 90 to 95% of her photos for months. Keep in mind, in Los Angeles, life is very expensive here, and I was being paid $250 a week for full YouTube editing, 
bang video editing and shooting all of her branded content for Instagram. In her video, she makes it seem like she gave me this amazing opportunity when I was at a very low point. When in reality, I was doing a lot of work for the money that I was getting paid. Then a few months had passed and I'd started becoming a photographer more often. I was getting pretty good at it and I reached out to Chase and at the time I, I wanted to shoot with him. So I DM'd him and he DM'd me back and then randomly enough in September, I ended up meeting him at my house. Some friends came over and they came with Chase. I took pictures of all of them and that was the start of Chase and I's friendship. And when I first met Chase, I hadn't even shared the idea of a content house with him. And I knew I had this idea and I talked to a lot of my friends about it. But when I met Chase he, and he was down for it, and we figured we would reach out to a lot of people so that we could all move into a house together so that we could create the best content we could for our fans. Me, Chase, and Nick were staying at an Airbnb planning out how we were going to make this happen. And that's when I had the idea to bring Daisy into this. So I invited Daisy over to the Airbnb to meet Chase and Nick to see how well they vibe together. Riley came up, then I ended up introducing her to Alex and Cobra when they drove up from Carlsbad and people started to get along. So we decided to move forward with this. And that is when I started looking for houses. And me and Chase were still staying at an Airbnb, Daisy was still staying at her apartment. So once I found this house, I shared it with my friends and we decided to go check it out. And I instantly fell in love with this property the minute I saw it. Now I wanted to bring this up because Daisy talks about in her video how the day that we went to go sign the lease, me, Chase, and her were sitting in the car and she says that we're looking at all of our money like, wow, this is crazy, we're gonna do this. And I remember sitting in the car with Thomas and Chase and we literally had all of our money together and it was like this giant wad of cash. I wanted to- Speaking of money, go listen to Cash a Check if you had. You didn't listen to me the first time, go listen to my new song, Cash a Check, and listen in the description. I'm gonna stop self-promoting and watch the video, I'm sorry. Clear things up for a sec. The money that was in Chase's hand in his TikTok was just mine and Chase's. I need to clear this up from the beginning for a lot of you that don't understand how renting a property works. You have to put down a security deposit, which is usually first and last month. So for us, it was $23,000. That was our security deposit, which we are going to get back when we move out of this house. And the rest of the money was for fees, and part of that was for rent. So that's where this $46,000 came in. I spent every penny I had, which was $15,000. Okay, and that's Hold on, I'll let him talk. Chase put the other 31000 in. Daisy had agreed to pitch in $18,000 and she would pay us back when her bank became available. Because that's very different from what Daisy was saying initially. What she said initially was that the uh, her and and Hoodie, Lil Hoodie is Chase, if you live under a rock and you don't know what TikTok is, and her and Lil Hoodie put $18,000 and $18,000 uh, um, each onto the house and then they had Alex and Cobra pay five thousand and then Thomas paid five thousand. But according to Thomas he put down fifteen thousand dollars and then um Chase put down what, what the hell did he say? Which was fifteen thousand dollars and Chase put the other thirty one thousand in. Okay, so she Chase put thirty one thousand dollars in and he put in fifteen thousand dollars and Daisy didn't do put anything in Alex and Cobra didn't put anything in on the on the initial deposit of the house. Daisy had agreed to pitch in $18,000 and she would pay us back when her bank became available. So sitting in that car, me and Chase had put a lot of money into that. We went, paid, signed the lease, and moved into this property November 15th. Daisy then reimbursed Chase $13,000 and reimbursed me $5,000. Okay, so she, he actually has receipts for We went, paid, signed the lease, and moved into this property November 15th. Daisy then reimbursed all right so if, i'll show you guys the receipts this guy he, daisy didn't put any receipts in her video but he you can probably see that chase thirteen thousand dollars and reimbursed me and then reimbursed him five thousand dollars 
This is a pay. This looks like a PayPal invoice to me. So he actually has receipts of this. All right, let's continue on with the video. This is very different. I'm good. We're getting a, see. This is why I don't like to judge before I hear the other side of the story because this is a very different story. You know. So let's 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 keep going. Me five thousand dollars. Can literally pull up like receipts of me and Chase paying the same exact amount and Thomas paying five thousand. Alex and Cover paying five thousand as well. I don't know how this got twisted, but Alex and Cover did not put any money down into moving into this house. On November 15th, up until December 19th, we lived here as friends, and we were getting to know each other, and during this time, Daisy continued to do her own thing in her room. Chase and I began to invite as many TikTok creators we could into this house. We wanted to blow it up. We wanted to get it recognizable. We had so many creators over, and you guys remember, that's when that was called the TikTok bathroom. And all of that led up to the first shoot. That's when, on December 19th, the Hype House was created, which the name was the of by Alex. I created all the social medias and we launched during our very first photo shoot, which you guys all remember went very viral and a lot of people were paying attention to us. And we were just trying to have fun. The whole point of leading into this house, the whole thing that I had when I was starting it was that I didn't want to do contracts. I didn't want to take a percentage of anybody. I just wanted to be around the people that I love the most and to have the best friend vibe we could so that it felt very real off and on camera, which is what we did. While preparing for this photo shoot and while preparing to launch the team and call it the Hype House, for all all of December from the first until Christmas and I was still working for Daisy and doing all of her photo shoots editing all of her bang videos and editing all of her YouTube videos while I was putting this house together for most of December when Daisy decided to do vlogmas while I was building up this team while I was reaching out to a lot of different creators while I was trying to set this up and make this possible I also edited her videos every single night of vlogmas for three four hours a night I would go to bed at 3 a.m. because I still wanted to do what I promised Daisy I would do for her I edited every day for her she never Never paid me in all of December for any of the work that I did and I just want you guys to know that because if we're gonna be putting out all of this information then I want you guys to be fully informed on the situation a few days after we had launched the team I was hit up by the New York Times we were all freaking out we were like wow this is moving so fast like this is so exciting and this is where I wanted to touch on Daisy expresses her concerns with the New York Times article it was a full-on production team microphones literal interviewers oh it was an article I thought it was a video Let me look at it. Oh, do I got to pay for a New York Times fucking membership? Uh, okay, I found it. Yeah, I got to subscribe. I'm not subscribing to that. I got to pay any money. So let's just watch the rest of the video. With their laptops and their typing, and I was like, this is really intimidating. Like, being 20 years old and not having, like, like a manager there with me, kind of like Chase has. Like, I had no idea to speak up. Daisy talks about how she was only 20 years old. She didn't have a manager there. No one to guide her through this. Neither did I. I was, I'm a 21-year-old who tried to put together a team of people. That Isn't he supposed to be the manager? What the hell is going on here? I'm getting confused were some of my closest friends and I wanted to be able to build something cool and something unique. I did the interview with the New York Times. I sat at my kitchen table with Chase, Daisy, Alex, Cover. There was a lot of people sitting around the table the entire interview. Everyone was free to chime in whenever they liked. A lot of the conversation was directed towards me. Some questions were for Chase, some for Daisy, some for Alex. I thought it went really well. And this is important because I never once in that interview said that it was me and Chase who were the only co-founders. And Daisy was sitting next to me the entire time and never expressed an ounce of concern to me and even after. We all went up and had a photo shoot. We had a really good time, and it was very positive. Over the next few weeks after the New York Times, I had started to notice Daisy's less and less involvement in things Hype House related. I noticed that after our big team photo shoot, we all posted on Christmas as trying to be like a family photo. We wanted to share what the Hype House was, and I noticed that the only person that didn't post was Daisy. 
which kind of set up a red flag for me. Like, okay, interesting. So it was kind of a slap in the face for her to not promote the Hype House, which is something that she claimed to want to be a part of. Over the next few weeks, I had started to notice less and less involvement. And even every day while I spent going to meetings, working on the house, keeping up with all the posting for the Hype House, everyone had access to the TikTok login and was constantly posting and promoting it. It was a very good time for us as the Hype House. We were growing really fast. We were just having a lot of fun with it. Daisy still was not really promoting it. She didn't post about us. The only time that Daisy would post with Hype House members would be on her TikTok, which helped her with her TikTok growth. Keep in mind, she moved in with 1.5 million followers on Instagram, but she also had zero on TikTok. So she never promoted anyone on Instagram after the Hype House was created, but she would film with other creators on TikTok, which would help blow her videos up. For the next couple months, Daisy had taken initiative and posted on the Hype House maybe two or three times over a month and a half. So at this point... Hold on just a second. All right, and we're back. Let's keep on watching the video. I'm noticing that she doesn't really want to be involved. She even on January 19th, she went to vacation in Anguilla for a week. She was gone until the 26th or 27th. And when she returned, I had informed everyone in the group chat that there were three major press days coming up. We had Monday the 27th, Tuesday the 28th, and Wednesday the 29th. And everyone knew they were coming up, so they closed off their calendars. Daisy returned just in time for the Today Show on the 27th. And she chose, instead of being a part of the Today Show and staying and filming with us, she went to go work out in the morning. Well, down the line, we had a few other um, press interviews that I was not there for. She had known about this opportunity for almost a week and I was and was reminded a couple days before that Monday was the Today Show. She skipped the Today Show to work out. And then last minute, the day before our next two big press days she chose to go to the fight in miami that was going on at the time and she did not return until the third at that time for the past two weeks daisy had chose to take a vacation instead of doing anything to do with the hype house that are promoting hold on we'll fight in miami and then last minute the day before our day she line we have being a part of the today show and staying and filming with us she went to go work out when she returned, I had informed everyone in the group chat that there were three major press days coming up. We had. Oh, you're talking about the. What is it, the Logan? Yeah, they're talking about the Logan. I'm mean, no the uh, Jake Paul fight. Jake Paul fight with Nissan Gibb. That wasn't really much of a fight. What was it, like first round knockout? Tough. Although I respect both the Nissan Gibb and Jake Paul. They're both great, great people, and great fighters. But you know. Jake Paul won that one. And I was and was reminded a couple days before that Monday was the Today Show. She skipped the Today Show to work out. And then last minute, the day before our next two big press days, she chose to go to the fight in Miami that was going on at the time. And she did not return until the third. At that time, for the past two weeks, Daisy had chose to take a vacation instead of doing anything to do with the Hype House, instead of promoting it, instead of building it up, instead of finding new members, instead of trying to establish the business, she was on vacation, including missing very crucial press dates where she complains that she got a phone call from her lawyer stating that me and Chase were stating that we were co-founders, that Chase put down all the money. And then I get a call from my um, lawyer slash manager. He told me, Daisy, aren't you a co-founder? Why You weren't given any recognition at all. All these news articles are saying that Thomas and Chase are the ones that started it, that Chase put down all of the money. That is not true. The Forbes interview, you can watch the entire thing, was a business interview. The only thing that I spoke about was what I intended to do with this house, where I wanted to see it grow, and you guys go watch the whole thing. As well as the Today Show, there were me and five other people who did the entire today show and we never once said that me and chase were the only founders we never all right uh i i did watch the today show i told you the one that i told you the new york Times. you guys remember right i did instead of watching the one which i thought was by the new york times actually by the today show i did watch that video um they didn't really talk about 
anybody being the co-founder. They were really just talking about things that were unrelated to any of that. They were just talking about their lives in the Hype House. They, the, the, the thing about or the subject of who owns the Hype House or who founded the Hype House never really came up and it didn't really have a place in the video. So, yeah, um, there wouldn't have been any real point in, in, subject, in interjecting in between and, and saying anything, especially when Daisy wasn't there. But um, let's keep watching the let's keep watching the video. It wouldn't have made any sense, at least, at least in my opinion. Once said that Chase put down all the money, so I don't know where this information was coming from. But it was not coming from the press that we had done. At this point in her video, Daisy keeps bringing up that she had put down money and she put down part of the security deposit to live here and she paid for some of the rent up front. She keeps bringing up this money that me, her, and Chase put in. Chase and I understood every penny that we spent went towards the security deposit and the rent and the fees to rent this house. Zero dollars of that went towards the hype house. Zero dollars of that went towards our business and is not an investment in to the hype house and i tried to explain this to daisy multiple times when she would bring up arguments with me i would explain the money that we put into this was just to rent this house and i told her that we are going to get it back at the end of the year or if the business makes enough money it will pay us back first i would need people that's to not that's not an assurance i mean you get the security deposit back you won't get all the fees and and whatnot back i mean i guess you there's valid reason for her to be concerned because she she did give thomas the five thousand dollar although it seems like, or at least what Thomas is saying, is that he and Lil Hoodie are the only ones who put uh, an initial... Hoodie put down $31,000 and Thomas put down $15,000. Hoodie got some money, though. $31,000. You know, he's, he's balling out there. I don't know, $31,000. Um, What the hell was I talking about? Uh, okay, so it, as it seems in this video... um. That's, it's not an assurance that the Hype House is going to make all that money back. And the only thing that you're really going to be getting back is the security deposit, which was the $23,000 originally. And now that should be, if anybody's, it should be probably Hoodie's and uh, Thomas's. Or, um, and, and, and Daisy's because she did put give them, give Hoodie $12,000 and give um, Thomas the $5,000. But they're still like, if $12,000 out of $31,000, that's still... Nineteen thousand dollars that hoodie had put down. So who? How would that twenty-three thousand dollars be allocated otherwise? Because you know everybody's still. Um, if Daisy put down eighteen thousand dollars and hoodie put down thirty-one thousand dollars, and he put uh, Thomas put down. Thomas had uh, fifteen thousand dollars. I mean, Thomas would still. She gave him five thousand dollars, so she would still need ten thousand dollars back, and hoodie would still need what's fifty-one thousand thirty-one thousand minus twelve. Yeah, so he would still need his $19,000 back. I mean, it's it, the math doesn't really work up this. I don't know what he's trying to trying to say or trying to prove by saying this. But understand, and I just want to explain to you guys as well as to her if she's watching this. The hype house was built off the people and the hard work put into the house. It was not built off of the property. The most viral moments on our TikTok were at studio photo shoots that I set up with our amazing photographer. When shoots like this needed to get get done, I personally paid for them because I believed in this idea. I made sure that everyone got there. I made sure that everyone knew the time, set up all the press, made sure that everybody knew because I really wanted to see this be successful. I also thoroughly vetted every member and never added any 
anybody to this team without every single person agreeing. When we wanted to bring Larry on, every single person that was currently on the Hype House agreed that Larry should be a part of it. As well as when I added on the Wright Brothers, I made sure that everyone thought and agreed. And there's been plenty of people where people expressed concern and they were not a part of the Hype House. I have never made a decision like that on my own and I never will. This team is built off of us all together and we operate it like that because we have to all agree on the people that we bring in. It's very careful that you have the right people around you. Daisy also claims in this video that to social media, I made everything seem as if I was the only founder of the Hype House. But to social media, he's making it look like it was just him. Now, you guys can date back and check when I when the Hype House started. My bio on Instagram and in any interview I've said, I'm pretty much the manager of the Hype House and that's why it's in my bio. I help coordinate a lot of the events. I'm kind of the go-to for people when they need advice, when they need business help, when we have to do something as a group. I'm one of the people that makes those decisions, not without talking to everybody on the team, but at the end of the day, someone has to run the house and someone has to run the business and that's what I do as the manager. I've never once said that I was the only founder. I've never once said that me and Chase were the only founders. Daisy is the only person out of our entire group that has ever put co-founder in her bio and the only excuse she ever had for it when anyone expressed any concern with her about being the only one with that in her bio, I put down money to live here so I'm gonna say co-founder. While she did no work, while she stayed in her room and stayed to herself most of the time and didn't socialize with any of the other members of the house and chose to go on vacation, missing some of our most important press days and mo most important times as a business when we were in our most viral stage is when she missed out the most. And this is where I want to clear up a lot of where mistrust came from me with Daisy and Daisy's timeline is a little bit off and I would like to clear that up for you guys. Daisy claims that she got in an argument with me because I told her lawyer, which I know the night that this was and I have multiple witnesses that know this is the night that she's referring to. I had met her lawyer slash manager at a birds of prey. Well, okay, he put quotation marks around lawyer and manager. I don't know why he did that. She a fake lawyer? I don't really understand what's going on. I have posts from that day that I had to film for a brand deal for myself that date back to January 24th. Now this is important because Daisy claims in her video, her manager said that I said that Daisy had a shelf life. And Thomas said to him, he's like, you know what, I'm just more of a businessman and like girls like Daisy, she's just like another hot Instagram model with a shelf life. Keep in mind, if I were to say anything poor about Daisy, why would I say it to her own attorney? Why would I say it to her own friend? I never said that Daisy had a shelf life. I never said that that's why I'm a business guy. It doesn't even sound like something I would say. She claims that after that date and after she confronted me and I- Okay, so he, she, she's claiming that he did say that and he said that he didn't say that at all. So, I don't know, I called him a piece of shit for saying it, but I don't know whether or not that was justified. Because she's saying, I don't know who's- It's, it's, it's hard for me to choose somebody's side because I can either take her word over his word and I can t or I can take his word over her word. Either way, we don't have any evidence as to what exactly transpired on that night. So it's hard for me to say, oh, he's a piece of shit or she's lying or anything anything of that sort because we don't really know if he whether or not he, he said that or he didn't because he said that he didn't say it, but Daisy said that he did say it. And we really, we really don't know. Everything is here is just sort of word of mouth. It's As Judge Judy would say, it's hearsay. It's hearsay, sir. We don't, and we don't entertain hearsay. Keep watching the video. I told her that I never said that about her, which is true. That she went and filed for the trademarks for the business to keep herself involved. I gotta like really start to like strategize and like figure out what's going on. I gotta start allocating my percentage in this company. So I filed for the trademark. Now this is very important because that is a lie. And I have proof, as you can see right here, the trademarks Hold on, this is very important. Filed in Daisy Keach's name for the Hype House were filed on January 7th. 
almost three weeks after we started the entire hype house. Keep in mind that Daisy did this behind anyone's back, and I found out the entire hype house. Keep in mind that Daisy did this behind anyone. Okay, so the, I, 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 the trademark is there. She, she did file for it on January 7th, or at least from what I see, or the documents that he provided. Back, and I found out weeks after she had done this, and this is when me and a lot of other people in this house did not trust Daisy anymore. Because later on, on March 3rd, we filed as the Hype House, filed for the trademarks in the company's name. I didn't file them in my own name. I didn't file them in Chase's name. They are filed trademarks in the company's name. I didn't file them in my own name. I didn't file them in Chase's name. Yep, he did file for the trademark in the Hype House, the Hype House's name, in their company name, and Daisy tried to file for it in her name. At least, at least, don't don't quote me on any of this because at least because uh, according to some of the the documents that I've been provided, and she said that she filed for the for the trademark because Thomas didn't file for the trademark. Um, that was true because, but she filed for it uh, in her name instead of and instead of filing for it in the company name which thomas did um in on march 3rd which was almost two months after daisy filed for the trademark chase's name they're filed under the hype house llc like they should be no one should file for trademarks in their own name that is a very big red flag to someone being sketchy that was a big thing that i want to clear up before i go back and address more of her opinions because that's where it landed in the timeline towards the end of january another thing that daisy brings up in this video is that how can i afford a cartier bracelet and a savannah cat if hype house hasn't made any money he claims the hype house has made no money Yet, he's bragging about an $8,000 Cartier bracelet he just bought, a $10,000 cat. Jeez Louise, the $10,000 cat. A $10,000 cat? Who buys a $10,000 cat? Have you guys ever heard of anybody buying a $10,000 cat? I haven't. Anyway, that's that has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. I'm going to stop talking about the $10,000 cat. He's talking about buying a new Tesla. Hype House hasn't made any money. Then how do you have all this stuff? And just to clear that up, Hype House has made some money, but we use it for things for the business. We use it for things when we need photo shoot. We use it for things when to help the business flourish. I can afford things for myself because of my own personal brand deals that I, I work on. I make all of my own money. I've never because of my own personal brand deals that I work on. I make all of my own money. I've never touched anything from the Hype House business. All right. It's difficult for anybody to know because we don't have actual receipts of how much money the Hype House made, the brand deals, the specific brand deals that the Hype House had, the money that the Hype House made, who took, I don't know whether or not the Hype House has its own bank account. We don't know who withdrew or who deposited in that account. We don't know whether Thomas's, all of his expenses were, or all of the things that he bought were financed solely by himself and the brand deals that he made, or whether or not he took it out from the Hype House, even though he claims that he didn't, because we don't have any receipts of this stuff. And as Judge Judy would say, this is all hearsay. We don't know. We I don't know who's. It's hard to take anybody's word over anything because we don't have any definitive proof. Like for all we know, he could be lying or he could be telling the truth. Like I don't I don't know because everything that he, that's being said here is is word of mouth. It's difficult for anybody to ascertain who's lying and who's telling the truth because everything is word of mouth. For all we know, this thing, whole thing could be fake, and none of this could be. None of this could be relevant at all. It's gonna be just beef that was made for clout, and people do that quite often. I don't want to say whether it is or it's not because I don't know that. But anyway, let's watch the rest of the video. I'll ramble on at the end. And this is where Daisy starts to claim that I like to have a lot of control over situations. A trend that I'm starting to notice is he loves to have 
power. He loves to be able to tell people what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. As I stated before, every single unfollow follow is a team vote. Is a We ask everyone as a family, do you think that this person is a good fit? Do you think this person should no longer be a part of the team? That conversation comes down to everybody before any decision like that is made, as well as where the Hype House money goes. When photo shoots are paid for, that is talked among a group of people that decide if the Hype House should pay for that photo shoot or not. This is as well where Daisy brings up this red flag of mine when I told her to manipulate another member into being her friend. He also came up to me and asked me to manipulate one of the bigger creators that was thinking about joining and he said can't you just go act like you're her best friend that way she wants to be a part of this like she needs to feel welcome and like like she has friends here and that's not something i would do what i told her as well as i told cover because daisy and cover can be very standoffish and take time yeah that's also something that i'd like to know daisy and cover don't exactly get along cover said some rude things about daisy on Insta on her Instagram story or something like that and about I don't know showing yourself off for for money which I don't think is really her place to say anything about that anyway um anyway the two, the two of them don't really like each other I don't know what you else I should say about that but the two of them don't like each other right if that's all you guys need to really know to understand the situation better to make friends which I understand in the city it takes a long time so I told Daisy and you don't make friends in LA I told Cover to be nice to this member and make her feel like she's a part of this family because as much as guys are very friendly, I feel like it adds something special to have the girls treat someone right. And that's all I told. Really? I don't know. I don't know about all that. Again, this is all hearsay. He's saying that, oh, I said it to them because they're girls and, you know, girls can treat girls more special than guys can treat girls, which isn't really true anyway because... It's really just about people. Everybody in the hype house should be making her feel special. It's not just whether or not, it's not the girls who need to specifically make her feel special or the boys who personally need to make her feel specifically need to make her feel special. It's I think everybody should be collectively trying to make her feel special. I don't know exactly what he's trying to get on about that. Again, this is all hearsay. We don't really know exactly what he said. He could have you know Daisy saying that he's he told he he was trying to manipulate her into um, joining the hype house so that he could get some clout or whatever and then get rid of her or something like that or just use her for her for her talent but he's saying that he just wanted them to feel uh, he wanted to ask the girls um to make her feel welcome and he was genuinely doing a nice thing we don't know who's telling the truth here but just that statement to me seems a little sketchy because i mean girls have guy friends all the time and I don't understand why the guys couldn't have made her feel just as welcome as the girls did. I don't know why. Why I don't know. That's me. That's to me. It seems like a kind of a shitty um, excuse. But again, I don't know. I don't know. He could be telling the truth or he could be lying. We just don't know. Told them. I said, Daisy, Cover, be nice to this person. Be their friend. Make them feel like they're at home with their family. That's what I said. And that's getting very twisted. So I just wanted to clear that up for you guys. And this is where Daisy goes into something else that never happened. Daisy claims that someone was talking to me about a press opportunity. Another co-founder, whoever this may be, brought up a press opportunity. And I said, no, because it makes me look bad. The other co-founders found out about another press opportunity. I was denied them. And the co and the other co-founder said, Thomas, I think this is a really great opportunity. I really, really want to do this. And then he said, no, the press keeps making me look bad. It makes me look like I'm forcing people to make videos. And the other co-founder said, Thomas, I really want to do this. I think it's a great opportunity for my brand, for the Hype House brand, for everything. And Thomas says, 
Well, it's not your decision because I'm making all the decisions around here. First of all, that wouldn't affect if we did a press opportunity or not. Second of all, I asked every single member of this team. It did not happen. There was no one who brought that up. The only person that had ever brought up a press opportunity that I said no to was her lawyer, who I had zero trust for based on a lot of information that I have found out about him, including reasons he was arrested in the past and reasons he was suspended from the bar. If someone's been suspended from the bar, that is something that is alarming to me. I started to notice a trend with Daisy and her lawyer. He had a lot of say behind her, which leads into me not giving Daisy access to the email. He wouldn't give access to any of the emails. There was no transparency at all. We had no idea what brand deals were coming. If they were- She brings this up as a huge problem. Keep in mind that the Hype House email is run by our agency because they negotiate deals for the Hype House as a whole. They do not negotiate deals for anybody individually and anything that comes into that email that is for an individual member will be forwarded. Given we've had zero of those. We've never had someone reach out to the Hype House email in regards to anyone else. In fact, at the time when Daisy asked for the login to the email, and I will put the receipts up here for you guys to see how that conversation went down with her before I went and had an oral discussion with her. Oh boy, this is a lot of shit to break down. These are a lot of fucking receipts. Who the hell is the agency? There's apparently a Hype House agency? It sounds like some, the fucking, you know, the mob or the fucking, the, the FBI sort of, so something like a secret covert option. Like, oh, the fucking agency handles that shit, man. It's the agency. It's not, I don't, I don't do anything about that. Nobody ever reached out regarding a single person, which we don't know whether or not that's true because it's apparently handled by this quote unquote secretive agency. You know, I don't know who the hell the agency is, but oh boy, this is a lot. I don't want to read all of this. I'll put it up for you guys in case you want to. You can pause and watch that and or read that, excuse me. You can pause and read that, but I'll read it out loud. It's, Daisy says, can you send me the login, please? And then Thomas responds, that account is set. This could not even be Daisy for we know. We, these receipts could be fake. You know, I, I don't really know what's going on here because I'm fucking confused as hell. Can you send me the login, please? That's what Daisy says. That account is set up for reps, and I'm only on it as the Hype House manager. Whenever anything comes in for anyone, it will be forwarded directly to them. That's Thomas. You see, I don't, I don't like that. That's very shady. Ask, then what's the issue with giving the username and password? I'm not going to respond. I want to look through it. That's what Daisy said. Again, this, you guys understand who's saying what, right? It's going to be Daisy Thomas, Daisy Thomas. Because I don't want someone random like blank, he blurred it out, looking through it, and he looks through yours. That's from Thomas. Random, he's trying to help you, Thomas, so please don't act like that. Our business, the Hype House, is a mess on the business side. An absolute mess. We need structure. At happy... Oh, shit, I, I, I can't read today. Harry Abrahams even said he doesn't want any part in it until there's more structure. That's a sign something needs to happen. Don't forget about everything Blank has done to help. Who the hell is Blank? I also feel sketched out. You won't give me the passwords to things. This is what it's like when you have co-founders. You won't have been able to start this without me, Alex, and Chase. That's from Daisy. Now, Thomas is going to speak. He's not involved with the hype house, though. I appreciate everything, uh, anything he's done, but I didn't ask for any of that, and I'm not just going to give him unlimited access to our email. We're working on structure, and Alex and Cover and Chase, and everyone knows everything that's been going on. You have been gone a lot, so you might have missed out on things, but everyone is all on the same page. He doesn't represent the hype house, therefore he doesn't need to be locked in. 
who is this anonymous blank? I don't understand. Is it they can't release his name for legal reasons or because they don't want to have respect for his privacy or so? I guess I can understand, but who I don't understand <laughs> who blank is. There's so many. Fuck it, stop recording. All right, we're back. There's so many shaded, like, secretive characters in here. We got Mr. Blank. We got the agency. We got all these shit, you know, specific influencers, co found, you know, mysterious anonymous co founders. Like, there's so many people who have been tangled up in this stuff, and we don't really. This is, it's, it's, this is a whole, this is very difficult to understand. All right, I'm going to read what Daisy said now. It's your responsibility to fill me in. Start a group text with all the co-founders. We we do know what is up. He doesn't represent anyone. He doesn't even represent even me. He's not an agent. I've already told you. This is Thomas. I've already told you that WME is the only agency we're working with. Okay. Let's look up WME for a second. Agency. Uh, WME agency. Okay, so there, there are William Morris Endeavor Entertainment is a private American holding company for talent and media agency with the primary office in Beverly Hills, California, United States. Okay, so they're a talent and media agency. So that's who the agency is, basically. They they run all of that stuff. I don't know why they would give access to all the emails to members of the hype house, though. Why would the agency have control over that and they have absolutely no control over that? Why wouldn't they why wouldn't they be able to give I mean if you're paying an if I were paying an agency to take you know handle my businesses and whatnot, I probably still want access to it. I mean I'm paying you to handle my my business. Why wouldn't why would I not want access to my e own email account and see what's going on? Like that just seems really fucking weird to me. I would not hire an agency that didn't allow me to go through my own email account. Or my own business email account. That just seems like a really shady thing for me, at least. All right, we'll read what Thomas said again. I've already told you that WME is the only agency we're working with. Until this trademark BS is figured out, there's nothing else we can do for the Hype House. Did you not listen to Blank? Who is Blank? It is all figured out. Everything is actually under my name. This is just very much. This is a whole. This whole situation is a fucking mess. She admitted to wanting to have her lawyer slash manager be involved in all of the emails, as well as when he told me specifically he wanted access so that he could use that email to bring Daisy deals. He told me that. I realized what was going on, and this was very suspicious to not only me, everyone around me that knew the situation, started to get a lot of red flags toward Daisy and her lawyer. I refused to give Daisy access to the email when we still had access to our social media accounts. He also wouldn't give access to the Instagram account, and on the Instagram account, they only follow who is a part of who is a part of the hype house. The only reason that no one had access to the Instagram account was because no one else felt like running it. No one else felt like posting on it regularly and doing all of the story reposts. That's something that I still do to this day. No one has ever asked me for the login information and if they did, I would give it to them in a heartbeat because everyone has the TikTok login information. Everyone signed in. That's one of our members and they all promote it together because so that we can still make content remotely, whether people are on vacation together, whether people are at their own houses so that this business can keep going. This is where we lead into the music video that was shot at our house. Daisy brings up that she was not aware that it was happening. So I go back home to the Hype House. I'd still like to perform a music video at the Hype House if you guys, are, if the Hype House is watching this, please let me film a music video at your house. It'd be pretty fucking dope.
they're not, they're not watching this. And I walk in and there's this huge music video production. Me being on the lease, you would think he would have to get my permission or at least bring it up to me. If she was not aware that the music video was happening in our house, then how did she respond in the group chat where I said little Mosey wants to- Oh yes, Blueberry Fago was shot at the hype house. I forgot, they said a music video. That's a, I forgot Lil Mosey shot Blueberry Fago at the, at the oh. All right, so let's read the receipts. Lil Mosey wants to shoot a music video here. The, this is in a group chat. The treatment is appropriate. Should we? We don't have to be in it. They just want to use the house. Bryant leaves a video, me video message, or not a video, what the fuck am I saying? An audio message. Okay, haha, <laughs> let me call them. I don't know what the video, the audio message is. Daisy said, I think we should charge him. To a music video and talked about when we were going to do it. She said, are we going to be paid? She are they going, are they paying us for this? Claims to not know that this music video is even happening. Maybe tomorrow morning. But she responded in the group chat asking if we were going to be paid for the music video. And this is where I want to address a couple things that Daisy brings up about the music video. Because this is a very big day. I go in my room and it... It is swarmed with people and clothing racks, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? I had no idea. Daisy fails to mention in her video that she had moved out of this house two weeks prior to the music video being shot here, and that that was no longer her room. That was Nick's room. She claims that she came in, there was stuff all in her room. That was no longer her room. She did not pay rent for that month. She had moved out with her friend, which is another thing that I need to bring up to you guys, because as I mentioned earlier, Daisy never posted other members on her Instagram page. She always stuck with herself because it was better for her own personal brand. The people that she did start to post with in our house were people that were not members of our team. Daisy invited her friends over to our house and hung out with them every single day and didn't spend time with any of the other members of the house. She distanced herself completely to the point where she even moved out. You can look back at all of her Instagram content, you can look back at a lot of her TikTok, and after a certain point, she stopped filming with the people in this house and she only filmed with her friends. That to me- Okay, so what it, makes, what it seems like here, according to the messages or in the group chat that Thomas has provided us at least, is that Daisy, um, shit. They, that Daisy was aware of the music video, and even though she made it, she she made it seem like she wasn't. Although that could be those messages could be completely plagiarized, not fucking plagiarized. They could be falsified. They could be fake messages. That's what I'm saying. Somebody else could have been writing those messages. He could have made it seem like it was her writing those messages when she really wasn't. We again don't know who's lying and who's telling the truth. My brain is not working to its full capacity anymore because I've been watching this drama and my head is about to explode from all of the different stories and sides and different things. He said one thing, she said another thing. Everything that's set, been said in this in the in the in these videos so far is hearsay. Nobody really knows who's telling the truth and who isn't telling the truth. There's so much complexity to this to this whole situation. My brain hurts, but we're gonna keep on watching. Me showed that she was no longer interested in being a part of this team and the only thing that she could bring up was that she put money down on the security deposit to live in this house which she had moved out of. So what I've started to notice throughout watching Daisy's video is that she has left out a lot of very key details about why she was no longer a part of the hype house. Which keep in mind after the music video shoot, after she had already moved out, after she didn't hang out with any of the members anymore, she wouldn't socialize with anybody in our group, she would only hang out with her own friends as well as the suspicious activity with her lawyer requesting 
getting access to all of our information, as well as her filing for trademarks in her own name a few weeks after the business had even been started, before we had the proper way of doing anything. Huge red flag. She came in during the music video shoot yelling, picked a huge fight with me. Her friend was filming it the entire time. After that happened, I reached out to all of our members. Hold on. Her friend was filming it the entire time. If her friend was filming it, then why can't we? Where's the video? After that happened, I reached out to all of our members, and after a large majority vote, we decided that Daisy should no longer be a part of the Hype House. And that is when the next day, we had unfollowed her from all of her socials, and that is when Daisy decided to go pursue her own thing, which I thought I wish her nothing but the best. She clearly didn't like socializing with the people in our group, clearly didn't want to be around. She had moved out with no one pressuring her to move out, no one telling her to move out. She moved out all on her own. She didn't feel like she fit here anymore, so I thought that would be the end of it. And, and one more thing I want to touch on before we move on from the music video, she brings up I needed to ask her for approval even though she no longer lived here anymore and then I needed to ask the landlord You need to go to all the leaseholders and let them know you also need to talk to the landlord about hosting a music video shoot Now this is important because when I had a meeting with the landlord with Daisy sitting directly next to me before we moved into this property He brought up that a lot of film crews production companies will want to use this property for filming That I was perfectly fine with him and we could even get paid for using this house and he wouldn't have a problem with that And that's why I'm here to clear up all the facts for you guys and let you guys judge for your yourself. I stood up for Daisy for months when many, many people, parents, members, a lot of people expressed concerns based on her actions, based on not hanging out with people that she should not be a part of the Hype House. And I stuck up for her for months until I started to see the shady behavior that her and her lawyer had begun to do. I no longer trusted her and many other people in the team felt the same way and did not want her to be a part of it anymore. The last thing before I end out this video that I wanted to end on with you guys is something that's really important because it's a little detail that she adds at the end but is just completely false. She claims that people are afraid to speak up in this house um, and they're, they're scared about being removed completely and they're scared about talking back to me. This is why people in his house are afraid to speak up and to stand up for what they believe in because they're just gonna be cut out of it. That is just completely false. Every single person in this house is not under contract. Every single person in this house can leave whenever they want to. They could shoot me a text and be like, I don't want to be a part of it. Can you please unfollow me from the socials? I don't want to be a part of the Hype House anymore. And it, and we would do it like that. The reason that everyone is still here today is because we're doing very well as a group. We work really hard and we all have a really good relationship and we treat each other like family. Daisy no longer fit into that family and she took it out in a very wrong way and made all of our issues public and tried to drag my name. And that's not something that I'm going to sit by and let happen without explaining the full situation. Now with that, you guys can, can judge me as you may. One thing I ask is that you don't go hate on other people, that you don't go hate on Daisy. I honestly wish her nothing but the best in life and I hope that her, her new content house that she is putting work into is actually successful. And now that I've cleared up all of the facts. There's a couple things that I do want to touch on. This situation has really shown me a lot about social media and, and how this industry works and how this industry can really change people, of how greed can really get to people. And I'm, I'm genuinely sorry that the situation had to go down this way. And I'm sorry to Daisy that we couldn't have figured something else off camera. And on that note, guys, I am going to be posting probably a lot less content on my own personal page. The Hype House is going to continue going strong. The thing that we've built is really amazing here. And and it's very strong and this house is going to keep going very strong. My intentions 
with creating this house and my intentions with, with Daisy's involvement and every member's involvement has always just been to create an amazing team of people. And I knew that there would be speed bumps along the road to this. Um, so this one's going to be a minor one. We're going to get back to posting content very soon. I will probably not be in a lot of it. I need some time for myself. I needed some time to focus on things for the Hype House. Thank you guys if you sat through and watched this entire video. I hope that this oh video can help clarify a lot of the things that happened between me and Daisy and her involvement with the Hype House and can and clear this up and put it in the past. I'm no longer going to be speaking on this situation. This was my video that I wanted to put all the facts out there and all the honest truth for you guys so that you would know the full situation before you judge me for it. I left a comment on the video. I said, bro, I'm beginning to think this is all just a publicity sign. It looked, I don't know. I don't know what to think about all of this. Uh, it could, you know, very well could be a publicity stunt because people start fake beef all the time. I don't want to say that it's fake or it's not fake because, you know, I don't know that for sure. Um, but look, Daisy's video or the truth about the hype house got 6.1 million views. Then her new clubhouse tour that she, that, you know, she obviously, you know, built some momentum off of that video. Her views, her videos usually get around less than a million views on each video. Yeah, she usually gets less than, yeah, she usually gets around 100 to 200, maybe 300,000 views on each video. Now she's getting 2.7 million views on the new clubhouse tour. So she is, you know, according to the, you know, YouTube, if I were to calculate with, on a low ball estimate, she's probably made around $18,000 off of the truth about the Hype House video. Um, that's a low ball estimate. It could be much more, it could be less. Um, my new house tour, clubhouse, um, that probably made around $9,000. That's again, as a low ball estimate. It could, it could be a lot more. Um, those, those are probably at, le at least, at least that much. So she's definitely made back more than a security deposit from this drama that's been going on. So she, she looks like she'll be fine. And plus she's probably going to be, depending on how good her legal case is against Thomas, um, she's probably going to be making some money from the lawsuit too. I don't know the exact details of that. They're probably not going to be sharing that anyway, because it probably interfere with the case itself. Um, let's see. Thomas's video has 887,000 views and it's only been out for 20 hours. Holy shit. So they're making close to almost $3,000 on that. People are probably going to watch that as well. Thomas is probably going to make back all the money. Everybody's going to make a hell of a lot of money off of this whole drama and beef. Uh, again, I don't know whether or not this drama is true or not. It could be true. And if it is true, it's really hard to see. Keeps stopping. Stop recording. Anyway, Corey Tension posted another video after a long, after a long, long time. But anyway, that's not really related to what we're doing. But it's good to see Corey Tension again. He's a he's a very uh, popular gaming YouTuber that I follow. Um, it's a very entertaining guy. You guys should definitely go check out his channel if you haven't. Anyway, I don't know really know who to believe in this situation because Daisy has her own set of facts and um, things that happened. That and Thomas has his own set of facts and things that happen, and they have completely different, re uh, you know, re uh, they have completely different stories compared to each other. They have completely different recounts of the events that happened. Is that even a word? Yeah, that's a, that's a word. See, my brain isn't functioning anymore. I'm beginning to to lose brain cells. 
from dealing with this whole situation. Um, her, the two, they're two, they're both of their recounts of the situation are completely different from one another. Daisy's saying one thing, Thomas is saying the the other. Some people are gonna side with Daisy if they're fans of Daisy. They're probably gonna side with Daisy. Some people are gonna side with Tom with Thomas and the hype house people. Um, either way. It looks like both of them are going to be fine in terms of the financial thing. Both of them have been more than compensated for this beef. Everybody's made a hell of a lot of money off of this this beef thing. Uh, Daisy's started her own content uh, house, the clubhouse. Um, so she should be fine. Uh, the hype house is going to keep going strong and you know doing their doing their doing their hyping. So overall, it looks like everybody's going to be fine. I'm not really too worried. About Holy shit! I'm running out of space on this. All right, I guess I'm going to have to end the video off there. That was the, the Hype House drama. Um, we didn't really leave this whole situation with much more information than we had at the beginning. Things just are more muddled and confusing now. Uh, anyway, regardless of what happened, I wish Daisy and Thomas both the best. I hope they both do the best that they're both at whatever endeavors they have in the future. Holy moly, this, this video has been a lot longer than expected. And I'm running out of space on my memory card so i'm gonna end it off there uh anyway i hope tom thomas and daisy both do well in whatever endeavors they choose to embark on in the future um and i hope they're very both very talented uh and and amazing people and i hope and i wish them all the best in whatever they do in the future uh anyway that's 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 all for this episode guys um leave a comment down below letting me know what you think this episode was a hell of a lot longer than i expected it to be um and if you haven't listened to my new song, Cash a Check, definitely go listen to it down below. I'll leave a link to all my social media down below. And um, yeah, that's about it, everybody. Thank you guys for watching the King Ali Show. If you want to hear more, don't be afraid to give to subscribe. Uh, give me a thumbs up and leave a comment down below. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you on the next one.